Hello and welcome to Reality Bites episode 135. Now with Irish Jigs. For the week of March 17th, 2015, this is a Cure Studios production. We are your host, Lauren Law. And Rofaxen, bringing you our hatred for hatred. If you'd like to sponsor this or any other show made at Cure Studios, you can click on the donation button found at the top of the Cure Studios page. Again, thank you for sponsoring our show. And this is the section of the show where we have a bit of banter. But before we do, I have to do something very important because, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day. So what do you do on St. Patrick's Day? What what do you do, Rofaxen? Personally, I persecute people with religious ideas different than my own. And you know what I do? I open up a, a can of beer. Yeah, let's see if I can open this. Ah, there we go. And I drink myself an Irish stout so I can numb the feelings of hatred that brew with inside me. Just like the Irish do, because the Irish are worthless drunks. <sighs> Not worthless. Worthful drunks. <laughs> no, no. No, we're talking about St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Gotta get those uh, general unfounded stereotypes in place where they belong. Right, so... It may be apparent I don't like St. Patrick's Day. Well, and here, here we have a section of the show dedicated to talking about whatever we want, not necessarily news, and I think it's a good p time to start talking about why you and I, and maybe some other people, aren't really a fan of the whole St. Patrick's Day celebration. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I'm sure you do. Yeah, there's two ways you can look at St. Patrick's Day, either, or any holiday for that matter, historically where it came from or what it has become today. Now, many holidays, I'll disagree with one or the other. St. Patrick's Day has the special distinction of me disagreeing with both. You could look at it historically where St. Patrick drove the quote-unquote snakes out of Ireland. Snakes being a term for the people who followed the native religion or pagans or non-Christians. So historically, it celebrates the man who decided to practice religious persecution on an entire group of people whose religion was actually there first. Not a fan of that. Or, today, you can look at what it's become, which is an excuse to get drunk under the pretense that you're being Irish and all Irish people are worthless, worthless drunks who can do nothing but get shit-faced at a bar. Which, I've been to Ireland. It was a very good trip. It was my honeymoon, actually. They're not <laughs> worthless drunks. They actually do drink more beer, but they do it responsibly and they're drunk less. It's stupid Americans that get drunk all the time, so that stereotype's totally not true, and being someone with Irish heritage, a little offensive. But I'm not saying there should be laws passed to get it, against it. No one jumped to conclusions. You can do whatever you feel like, but I don't like it, and I don't support it. And I would agree with that. The whole idea, like, I'm against the whole celebrating it historically, because historically it is, yeah. it, it's a holiday celebrating persecution. You know, yeah. driving the snakes out. Oh, let's get rid of all people who aren't Christian kind of idea, which I'm against. Or if I if I get a little more Southern, it'd be, I'm against it. I'm against it. So, not a fan. The whole drinking, whatever. It's always fun to have a day to celebrate and cut loose. It just happens this time to be celebrating in the middle of the week, which may not be the most responsible thing to do in the world. But again, I am drinking an Irish stout because... Well, there was one in the fridge, and I thought it'd be funny to drink it on the show. Yeah, that's fair. I don't have a problem with the reason to celebrate and drink a little bit. I do have a problem with 
stereotypes that encompass an entire group. Like the classic stereotype, oh, those Irish are a bunch of drunks. Let's be like the Irish and get drunk. Because Irish is, people just drink all day because they can't do anything but drink all day. Well, you Bothers know why? Me a little bit. Again, you can do whatever you want. And, and you know why the whole stereotype of Irish being lazy? Do you, do you know where that comes from? Uh, I kind of have an idea, but I think you know more, so you explain it. Well, it's basically potatoes. they're poor. No, it's potatoes. Yeah. You didn't have to do much, and potatoes, you can eat them. And they have a bunch of nutrients and vitamins, and you, they're not work-intensive. So people, in comparison, uh, other places had to farm a lot more and put a lot more effort into that farming. So they mm. looked at the Irish who didn't have to, and they said, well, they must be lazy. Well, no, they just had to... Another way of dealing with things, but the problem came when your basic sole crop for sustenance was potatoes, and we had a blight, and a bunch of people moved to right. the Americas because of it, because it was the only way they can get out and have some food, and well, and that's probably why America celebrates St. Patrick's Day at all, is simply because a bunch of Irish people came over uh, when that potato famine happened. Yeah, and generally speaking... Poorer people drink more, so there there could be some truth to the stereotype, but I think it's a little blown out of proportion. Not could, every Irishman is a drunk. No, no. Not every person is a drunk either, even though there's a bunch of them. But, you know, that being well, said, yeah. why don't we go ahead and talk about what we've done in the week since last time we've done a show. So, Rofaxon, have you been up to anything fun? I have actually been up to a lot this week. Of course, I, um, oh, I beat, um, well, I won my campaign in Civilizations Five, set on the biggest map, so that was fun. I also played some Borderlands 2. Oh, and man, anybody who's a Borderlands fan, the whole, I'm not going to spoil it, so this is going to be vague, but the guy from Borderlands 1, the assassin Mordecai, his storyline just finished for me, and I played him in the first game, and I was upset with how it ended, but I won't go into more detail, because that would give spoilers away. Um, other than that, I was working on my Minecraft server forever, just getting it to actually run, because it randomly stopped running for some reason, and... I've got a little tester app that lets me test if a Minecraft server is running or not. They are very easy to find in the Play Store, so I'm not going to plug this particular one. Just type in Minecraft server or something. And all you do is you turn off your Wi-Fi, and then you try to connect to your own server so you don't have to have a friend there. But my TeamSpeak server was giving me trouble, too. And I had Slothin, who I appreciate, he was very patient, help me test it and stuff. And I was like, it would be so nice if I could connect to TeamSpeak without having a friend there in the same way I connected Minecraft. It turns out you can. There is an app called TeamSpeak 3 put out by TeamSpeak Systems GmbH and it does cost $1.99 so it's not free. There's free ones but they they don't work. I've tried all of them. They're really not good. But what this does is it lets you connect to TeamSpeak, just like if you were on a computer. Um, I tested it with for a second with Lore to see if, if it worked, and you can. You can actually talk to friends via Bluetooth headphone, if you so desire, uh, which is what I was doing. The sound quality suffers a little bit, which is why I'm back to the PC for the show. 
But uh, you can look at the chat and anything you can do on the computer, you can do on the TeamSpeak client. So you could actually, if you really had a group of friends who use TeamSpeak, replace your cell phone with TeamSpeak as long as you always had an internet connection or some sort of LTE or whatever connection. So that's really neat. But the big reason I'm using it is because I was having a lot of trouble with TeamSpeak. And I can connect to my own server on the computer. I can start my computer and connect to my server. The problem is always the port forwarding. So if I use this app, I can connect through the actual internet because I turn my Wi-Fi off. So this is a super cool little toy if you have your own TeamSpeak server and you want to check it. And I mean, it does cost $1.99, but I didn't think that was unreasonable. So yeah, I like that app and I've been playing around with it a lot. I just daily check my TeamSpeak server because last time it stopped, I changed absolutely nothing. I didn't <coughs> even restart Windows. It just stopped working. So now I can keep an eye on it and make sure it's up. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. So when you were talking with me earlier, were you on Wi-Fi or were you on your uh, cellular connection? I was on my cellular connection. Well, it on so the one, it on does the one work hand, from a cell connection. On the one hand, the audio quality suffered a little bit, but that may just because the microphone on the headpiece. That would that would be my guess. Plus, we could communicate. So for a show, no, it wouldn't work. But for calling a person to talk to them, it might. Well, like if even you had that, a computer at home and you started a server. I think we could do a show if you were in a quieter room. And yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and I could and go if to I a quiet so, room because I'm on my phone. Right. And if I wasn't so picky about uh, yeah. missing kind of the lower range. Because all we were mm. getting was like mids and highs. It was you weren't very getting very much of the lows. Like you can hear Rofaxon when he speaks. It's it's a little deeper than you were getting uh, from the cellular phone. So eh, right, that's just my. But pickiness. if there was ever a situation where I wanted to do a show from the road, I, which I wouldn't because I'm a hermit. But if for some reason I was out of town and I didn't have my computer. As long as you were home and doing the recording, we could actually use this app and put out a show. This sound quality would suffer slightly, but it would be doable. It's pretty neat. I think. All right, so what have I been up to? Let's think. Well, I've been doing my job. Got that new job. Having, eh, it's not a horrible job, and I'm getting paid for it. I'm getting paid decently, and things are going very well, so there might be a feature for me there. And Other than that... Uh, not terribly too much more, but I will talk about the beer I'm drinking. Um, it's called the Ring of Dingle, which, <laughs> which is an Irish-style stout. Uh, it's called that because, uh, let's see here, what does it say? It's named after a scenic road network in Ireland that starts and ends in the city of Dingle. So that's why it's the Ring of Dingle. And it apparently got a silver medal uh, in the 2012 World Beer Cup. And it got a gold medal in the 2011 Great American Beer Festival. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty decent beer, actually, when I'm tasting it. Uh, Sun King Brewery is actually local to the Indiana area, so it might be difficult to find elsewhere. But it was in my local beer shop, and I said, eh, I'm going to give it a try, because I've actually been to their brewery, and it, it was quite nice. I like being there. And other things. Um, I ordered just randomly, because I thought it'd be fun. Uh... 
first thing that popped up on uh, Mount Bake Baker Vapor for me. Um, I just said, you know, I want to change, so I ordered something called Blue Drake, and it's kind of like, um, how would I compare it? Uh, what is it? Hawk sauce? Yeah, hawk sauce. Kind of like yeah. hawk, hawk sauce, except it's not as menthol-y. It's a little bit, but it's more blueberry than menthol. And I think I kind of like it, so I might order it again sometime. Um, yeah, I think that's basically what I've done. I can tell you I forgot to edit a sipper. <laughs> so anyone who's oh, looking for wow. one today, eh, they're not getting it. I've been busy. This weekend I was away from home. And when I came back, I was tired, and I went out grocery shopping, and I was like, you know, I'm done today. I'm just going to lay down. I completely forgot about Understandable. it. So. As a side note, there is a chance that we will be a week late on the Agrarian Sky series on YouTube, because the server's been giving me so much trouble that Slothin and I have not recorded an episode. So unless he's free tomorrow, because I've got another... I'm, doing an interview on Thursday. So unless well, he's free tomorrow, I don't think he we will won't be have one this unless week. he yeah. unless he returns because there's a reason he's not on the show today. He's not in the I state. He just didn't want to show up. No, he's just not in the state. He's out traveling. He it's his week off from school, so he's okay. going out and doing things. So he probably isn't going to be available unless somehow magically he returns tomorrow, which Yeah. He might. He might. Well, I don't know. I will. I'll try to put out a video reviewing something else. So, so far, I haven't actually completely missed a week on my YouTube channel. There's been something new every week, and I'm okay with that. It's not like anyone watches anyway. I do. So I'll put something or the other out there. Well, you do, Lauren. I appreciate that. But I have an unfortunate number of times when there's literally one view, and I'm like, uh... That's me. <laughs> yep. All right, well, yeah, I guess it's uh, about time we start going into the stories, unless you have something about Star Trek you want to talk about. <laughs> I, I actually watched a bunch of Star Trek over the weekend with the baby, which was great fun, but no, I, I don't. Okay, well, sir, you're up first, so give uh, us that first news story. If you can I find it. I checked to make sure these were up, but my internet... Exp my Internet Explorer, because that's what I use. No, my Firefox is acting up, so I'll read what I can see and hope it gets unstuck. Oklahoma House passes bill restricting marriage to people of faith. Oh, God. Oh, oh, <laughs> A bill that would restrict the right to marry to people of faith and would mandate all marriage license be approved by a member of the clergy was approved by the Oklahoma State House on Tuesday. And it doesn't say which clergy. I mean, what if you have an true clergy program? Do they count? What if there's a Buddhist clergy? Does he count? Anyway... The bill approved by a Republican majority now goes to the state Senate for consideration. House Bill 1125, sponsored by Republican State Representative, is a radical measure that would send secular marriage licenses in the state. In addition, the bill would bar all judges and other secular officials from performing marriages in Oklahoma. Russ claims that the radical legislation is motivated by his desire to protect court clerks from having to issue licenses to same-sex couples. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah. Russ says he doesn't want these workers put in the position of having to condone or facilitate 
same-sex marriages. Under the legislation, atheists and others not wanting to be married by a religious official could file an affidavit through the court clerk of office claiming a common law marriage. Republican supporters of the legislation want to remove the state from the marriage process, but they don't really because they want you to have to have faith. Republic, rep, Republican Dennis Johnson, oh, Representative Dennis Johnson, a Republican, said, Marriage was not instituted by government. It was instituted by God. There is no reason for Oklahoma or any state to be involved in marriage. Okay, Johnson hold on, hold on, Republic hold on, hold on. Okay. So, okay. <clears throat> marriage was instituted by God, you say. Okay, so uh -huh. what about those marriages that people had when they didn't know about Christianity? What about the Native Americans who were married? What about the... Uh, you know the what native religions the, of Europeans who who they what did about marry. The, what about the Hindus whose book predates the Bible by centuries and is the oldest religion in the world? Because they have marriage too. It's obviously not instituted well, by God, or now, at least not a singular God. Well, and then you go back to well, obviously <sighs> demons came in and made up other false religions. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Or or they, they were the just time traveling demons, or, which made or, the Hindu or religion first. It was just a, you know, people were misinterpreting God as multiple gods, and it was God okay. in the oh, very beginning. Fair. And you All can right. say that, but there's not but a lot of proof for that. But people of the that. Hindu faith still exist. They do. So shouldn't they be able to get married too, even though an official clergy from the church won't condone their marriage because it's a Hindu marriage? And, and here's the thing. Uh, there are Christian ministers, <clears throat> clergy, who that do gay marriage? That do gay marriage. So this wouldn't stop yeah. that either. No, it wouldn't. It's just a way to weasel religion into government. Not to mention, are you seriously saying you want to put through legislation that gives a certain religion a privilege? It doesn't matter what a privilege that other religions and atheists and agnostic people don't have. You're giving a special religion to a particular. Are you giving a special privilege to a particular religion? It's the epitome of separating church and state. I mean, I'm not saying that if you're Christian, you can't say a prayer in the courthouse. That's a fine line. This is not a fine line. This is saying only the chosen religion can be legally married and have the privileges that go with that. I mean, I liked uh, my particular a marriage ceremony. Uh, we had a justice of the peace. Uh, we were, I believe, atheists at the time. And we actually wrote the thing that she would say, and she just presided over it. She was very nice. And yeah, to take that away from ceremony. To take that away from people, that's, that's silly. That's crazy. I would yes. not want to be in a church to do this sort of thing myself. And I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't either. So you're saying that, uh, okay, so the whole reason... <clears throat> Really, that there is anything to do with the government in marriage right now? Uh, right now, maybe not. But like in the past, the reason it was set up that way, and the reason we have the tax uh, set up to, you know, uh, it's easier for people who are married is to make more offspring because it, it was supposed to help, you know, give people uh, incentive to be married and have children. And well, if you take that away, people get married for love. You know, why about that? Yeah. How's that? Is that not a thing? Is was love well, not created by God? You know, isn't God love? Shouldn't we do well, something about this whole love thing? Well, I know, but that's what they say too, or at least some. Back of them. in the biblical days, no one got married for love, so he probably didn't have anything to do with it. 
it's a bit of a modern invention, which I actually think it's about time the modern invention came around, but still. But here, the hypocrisy of this article, the guy's like, we don't want government in marriage. But, but just two sentences before, you said you want only religious clergy people to be able to conduct the legally binding ceremony of marriage. If you didn't want government in marriage, as you claim, the only appropriate thing to do is get rid of the institution of marriage in a government sense. Yep, you and then anyone could just want get married. government in marriage. Yes, now, yeah, they could now, get married. It wouldn't be on paper. Whatever, I'd be fine with that. I'd actually support that. But well, there you is do a problem. Want government in marriage. Well, I mean, there is a problem yeah. because it, contracts are enforced by the government, and the co marriage is a contract. So, like, you are the holders of each other's material possessions or things like that. Okay, you know what? You can write a contract. You could you could even have what are those not common law um, civil unions. You could get rid of marriage but leave the civil union. And all the Republicans say that gay people should be fine with a civil union. So by their very logic, should they not also be fine with a civil union? The answer being yes, of course. So fine, get rid of marriage and call it civil union. So you just have a way that you can put your finances together. Do that. I don't care how you do it. And I but would be fine with that person. Don't myself. call it marriage if you don't want to call it marriage. That would be getting marriage out of the government, and I would be totally for that. But that's not what they're doing. They're saying only clergy can perform a marriage, which is a contract distinct from things like civil union and common law marriage. It's got it's a different thing, and they're saying only one religious group can use it. And and, and to even me if they're like anyone who is in any clergy so buddhist monks can do it too okay maybe they're saying that but i doubt it even if they're saying that you still have the atheists and agnostics not being able to have the same rights that religious people have so it's still wrong yes and marriage to me is between those people who are getting married um Yes. Having having a government step in and say you are married or you're not married according to our rules, that's just silly because it is between the people. And I mean, the fact that we have things like common law marriage, where if you reside with somebody for a certain length of time, you are considered legally married. That's ridiculous. That's forcing marriage on people, too. So what well, the heck? Well, that is actually ridiculous. I don't care for that one at all because it's like... Our definition of marriage is two people that live together. You live together too long. Let's put you in this binding contract without your consent. Like, and here's the oh, thing. What about people like... That's a way uh, to do so, it. So you, you, there are Mormons in the world. There's Okay, there are a lot of Mormons in the world, but there is also a subsect of those Mormons who marry multiple people, okay? So like, yeah. you get married to one, you divorce her, and then you marry the other one so you can be legally contracted married to, you know, one... But, like, they yeah. still get in trouble because they're all residing together, too. So, because common law. Common law marriage. Well, so you can't live with, you can't if live I with wanna, multiple people. If, if I want to rent out my upstairs room to my buddy, that's illegal. After if, a certain if amount I of time, you'll be, a, you'll be common law married to them. That's ridiculous. Okay, it's like, okay, I want to have a room. I'm married. I'm a married individual, and we have a mutual friend, which we both really get along with. We love the guy, and we want to save some money and have him as our roommate. Illegal. 
And they never, that's the thing, they would never push it there. They'd never enforce it because if they did, people would see how ludicrous the law is. So they only enforce it when somebody is made uncomfortable because it's a religious something. I'm hoping that these laws get removed, but I, I don't see it happening anytime soon, especially with the populaces. So, like, they may not be Christian because the majority of people are claiming to be religious, but, you know, may, they may even claim to be Christian, but it's because they've been raised Christian. So, their mindset of what religion is is kind of wishy washy, in my opinion, because yeah. they're not necessarily following the tenets or reading the book or. You know, living the life like you're supposed to according to the Bible. You just c proclaim yourself Christian, and but you really aren't. I, I, you, know, you are because you claim you are, I guess, but you're not well, in the traditional sense. So it's it, it's a difficult thing to see a world you, that will move beyond that until people realize that they're not really participating in the religion like they think they might be. If you read the Bible, the people claiming they're Christians really aren't. As a linguistic thing, if you want to say whatever religion you claim you are, you are, I'm fine with that, but just as a point. But another thing about the whole Christian thing is one of the things they say all the time is render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto God what is God's. So if the government was asking you to commit sins, you really could not accept that. You'd have to just break the law. But if the government's making an unjust law, you, as a Christian, Kinda don't have to do anything, so why don't they just kinda not do anything? Well, I, mean, and I don't know. It's, Maybe it's, someone it's, has an argument. You have to. It's it's even more ridiculous than that. Uh, Jesus already spoke about you know where you should worship. You should only worship with your families, if anyone at all. Like if you're gonna pray, mm. you do it by yourself. But if you have to pray with more than yourself, you would just do it with your family. And they get around that by calling their church their family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, let's just change the meaning of this word so it's convenient for us. And I mean, you, we all know that comes from the Catholic yeah, uh, yeah. indoctrination, uh, you know, so that there will be a, a head. So someone you listen to instead of, you know, understanding your religion on your own. If you're going right. to be, in my opinion, if you're going to be Christian, read the Bible. Uh, try to understand what it's saying. Interpret it yourself. You're going to be more right than wrong than if you're going to listen to a group of people who've been around who are trying to dominate the world with their religion. Like all religions, maybe not all religions, but like most people try to do. People yeah. want everyone to be the same. And the best way to do that is to get a group of people to agree with you and do as you say. Yeah. And to me, that's Catholic Catholicism. Yeah. And, and along and with a few other. I, I mean, I agree with all of that. I don't want to Christian bash too much because there's lots of Christians in the world, I'm sure, that are wonderful people and are also upset by this law. I'm sure, I'm sure. But the people who use it like this to get some, like, power thing where they get a certain group of people in power, it, it doesn't matter what the religion was. It could be my religion. It could be any religion in the world. The government just cannot give a certain religious group special powers. That's the whole reason we don't have a national religion. Uh, I, well, mean, I mean, if you think about it... This is the epitome of church and state not being separate. And I, I, I totally agree with that there shouldn't be anything that forces you to be an atheist. Like, if right. you're if the state says, no, every, we're, we're atheists, so everything has to be atheist. No. Like, I don't think atheism is a religion. It's the lack of religion. But 
still to force people to be lacking religion would be silly as well. Be a Christian if you want to. Fine. Uh, be an atheist if you want to. Fine. Be also true or whatever. Fine. But you shouldn't have the say over someone else on how they worship or feel about the world. Right. And this this whole thing right here is just showing that people don't like dissimilar things, so let's make everyone be like me, you know? And any group that's popular falls into this. The atheists don't like Christians, and the Christians don't like atheists, and everybody wants everyone else to be like them. And that's maybe that's human nature, but at a government level, you have to draw the line and say, we can't take sides. You know, if you're an atheist in the government, which there don't seem to be very many, but if you're an atheist in the government, you wouldn't ban prayer. You wouldn't say, if you pray, you're going, if you pray, or if you go to church, you're going to jail. I'd be just as upset if that was the case, if the atheists were saying, well, the clergy can't perform marriages or it's not legally binding anymore. I'd be just as upset by that. This just happens to be the other way. But somebody has to step in as a responsible individual and put a stop to things like this. And we have the Constitution to guide us. It's pretty clear in there. And this law hasn't gone through, I want to point out. And it's probably a publicity stunt. More than likely. To get their like super conservative members all on board with the Republican Party. They probably know it's going to die because it, it, in the next step. Because if it doesn't, it would go to the Supreme Court and get killed there. But the point is... Don't try stuff like this. And for the people who, you know, it, it, this is their area and their representatives, if you're a Republican, fine. But this is not how you make the Republican Party get power in the government or whatever it is that their goal is. Don't support people like this. This is just radical and ridiculous. Vote these people out in the primaries. And if they make it past the primaries, vote them out after the fact. Or don't vote for Republicans at all. Or don't vote for Democrats at all. But now I'm getting political. And politically, vote for whoever is doing the best for you. Uh, hopefully that isn't someone that is... Well, what what is this? It's not racist. It's a... Uh, I can't think of the word. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? I'm They're trying to bring in theocracy, but I can't think of the actual what? word for religious discrimination. Well, let's move on to the next story. Hopefully it'll be a happier story, okay? Yeah, you can read the rest of it. There's a quote or two that's cool, but you get the picture. All right, so Ido bracelet DNA nanobot summary with a com complete couple of extra videos. That's just what the article states. But anyway, in a brief talk, uh, Bachelet said DNA nanobots will soon be tried in critically ill leukemia patient. In, in a critically ill leukemia patient. Not sure. I'm having trouble reading. I'm drinking. So anyway, the patient who has been given roughly six months to live will receive an injection of DNA nanobots designed to interact and destroy leukemia cells while causing virtually zero collateral damage in healthy tissue. According to Bachelet, uh, his team have successfully tested their method in cell cultures and animals and written two papers on the subject, one science and in one in nature. Uh, contemporary cancer therapies involve invasive surgery and blasts of drugs that can be as painful and damaged to the body as the disease itself, if Bachelet's approach proves successful in humans and is backed by more research in the coming years, the team's work could signal transformational movement in cancer treatment. Now, 
if we think about this, we, we talked about something like this recently where, look, uh, this person's dying. Do whatever you want. If, if the guy agrees to it, do whatever you want. So they're going to take this critically ill leukemia patient and give it a go. And if it works, hey, yeah. he might live. Think about that. Fantastic, right? Well, if it doesn't work, guess what? Still, le- still probably going to die of leukemia. We might try other things. But hey, we at least gave it a shot. And isn't there a, like a law or something that was brought up for something like this? Like uh, the the right to try? Because <laughs> if I'm dying of something and there's something fantastic oh, yeah. around the corner, I might want to try that. And I think we should be able to. I would. Oh, yeah. I'd want to try a moonshot, you know. there's a. It's probably going to fail. But hey, at least I tried, God damn it! At least I did that. A quote yeah. from my favorite, one of my favorite books. At least you tried. Yeah, yeah, I think this is very cool, too. I mean, cancer, what is it? I think heart disease is the biggest killer. But is. isn't cancer like the second or real close? It's, I'm pretty sure it's it, the second. It's, it's at least in the top it's ten. It's up there. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, cancer is killing millions of people, millions and millions of people. So a uh, possible cure I think it's a great idea, and I think the nanobot thingy sounds like it makes a lot of sense, so I hope And trials have shown we'll that it does a pretty decent job, so why not? I mean, yeah. he's he's dying anyway. Might as well. All right, I'm just going to move on from that because we talked so much on the first one. Uh, it's yeah. your turn for the next one. Microsoft is killing off the Internet Explorer brand. Oh, I was way more excited before I met and realized what? they meant just when is, the brand. Where is that from? I, I the Verge. Uh, the Verge is... That is not the one I sent to you. Oh, it's not? No. <laughs> oh, well, I had read this story earlier today um, anyway, and I okay. thought it was kind of neat. You can go on. I... Well, since it's not the one you sent, I'll go really quickly. They're calling it Project Spartan, and they're just rebranding. They say they're making a whole new browser for Windows 10, but they're just rebranding Internet Explorer to Spartan. I thought they were just giving up the Internet fight and realizing that Firefox and Google were way cooler. The next one wasn't the Stonehenge one, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, you should have been reading. NASA confirms there's an ocean on Jupiter's moon, Ganymede. Almost everywhere we look, there's water, it says. The largest moon in our solar system is hiding an ocean under its surface, according to obs- observations made with the Hubble telescope. Aurora spotted by the telescope confirmed the long-standing theory that findings were announced during a NASA teleconference this morning. Uh, the news comes just a day after we found out that Eucladius... An icy moon of Saturn likely has hydrothermal activity on its own subsurface. And what I was going to read after that was Dawn of a New Era, the revolutionary ion engine that took spacecraft to Ceres. Uh, it's an ion engine, and I'm always excited about that. Basically, you have, uh, you, if, if, you, if it's efficient enough, you can just use an ion beam, which is a single, uh, is it a photon that shoots out the back, which causes propulsion? And you can just, it uses very little material, very little energy, but, and it goes pretty slow at first, but it just keeps getting faster and faster. And using one of these, you could get very close to light speed because there's nothing holding you back in space, right? And except for gravity, of course, yeah. but an ion beam, just a single one, very little fuel, very efficient, and you can get there. 
probably not the best idea for getting people to Mars or anything like that because it's going to take forever. But it does get faster and it uses very little fuel. So that's basically that one. I, I just think it's fascinating and they talk about it and they kind of have a layout of a design for it and how it functions. But that's basically what that is. I think that's really cool that um, if it uses less fuel, especially for probes and the like, we could send things farther. And now that there's water pretty much everywhere in the galaxy, it seems, oh, I mean, we're finding water everywhere. I'm really getting more curious about these planets that have huge oceans, you know? What's out there? Send some probes with your eye on beans and see if they're habitable, and if they are, send some people there next. But yeah, Am I going on? You are, sir. Okay, sorry, I don't know what happened there. My internet had this weird... Or my browser had this weird hiccup, so maybe something got clicked on accidentally. I don't know. Circular thinking, Stonehenge origin is subject of a new theory. Whether it was a Druid temple as astronomical, an astronomical calendar or a center for healing, the mystery, the mystery of Stonehenge has long been a source of speculation and debate. Why can't it be now all three? Now dramatic news. <laughs> it, it, um, could, it could be all astronomical. It could. It very well could be all of them. That's true. Uh, now, dramatic new theory suggests that the prehistoric monument was, in fact, an ancient mecca on stilts. The megaliths would not have been used for ceremonies at ground level, but would instead have supported a circular wooden platform on which ceremonies were performed to the rotating heavens. And I know we're probably uh, running short on time. Yeah, we got uh, 15 minutes or so. Of, yeah, a lot of people disagree. It's a totally different theory, which has never been put forward before. Um, let's see. <laughs> Some of the detractors I thought were funny. Because they were just so not charged in any way. Um, not an Arceus theorist have fallen, blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, said, we have the found there's wood hinge that's near it, too. So, I mean, it could be very similar to yes. that, except for this one's more long-lasting because it's made of stone. That probably had right. the wooden structure around it, too. But th this part was going to last longer, obviously, because it's stone. So, yeah. 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 And this guy says... Um, Balding's theory is not met with universal approver. Professor Vincent Gaffney, principal investigator on the Stonehenge Hidden Landscape Project, said he held, quote, a fair degree of skepticism. And Sir Barry Cunliffe, a prehistorian at a Murtris professor of European archaeology at Oxford University, said he could be right, but I know about no evidence to support it. Also, and then, of course, archaeologist also, Audrey Byrne said there could be something in it. There is a possibility, of course. Anything new and worthwhile about Stonehenge is well worth looking into, but with care and consideration. But Those listen are just how they so just, not. Listen how this article detracts it, though. Uh, Spalding is the guy that made up this theory. Uh, they yeah. say Spalding, who is not an archaeologist, believes that Stonehenge well, theorists have fallen into error by looking down instead of up. So, eh. Just because you're not an archaeologist or anything doesn't mean you don't have any worthwhile things that's, to bring to the argument. That's true. But they're trying I just to detract like how, everything. Yeah. I just like how the archaeologists are so polite. They're like, there could be something to it. 
there's a possibility, of course, but we're not sure. I mean, it's just, they're so polite. I thought that was funny. But the <laughs> idea that Stonehenge, instead of being what it is, had like a giant wooden pillar on top, it's interesting. I feel like that whole astro, and I'm not an archaeologist either, so, you know, I'm not an expert. The astron astronomical calendar would not work if a big great wooden pillar was on it mm -hmm. i mean that has to be viewed from the ground level mm -hmm. so i feel like there's a lot of good evidence for for the astronomical calendar thing and definitely a place where they, they did religious rituals is very likely and they have found um like bones and stuff buried in the ground at stonehenge and woodhenge both yep so i'm like i well, don't know it, what this do theory is See, you'd mm -hmm. have to know if they predate the construction. If they predated the construction, it's probably fine because it would, might be a sacrifice or something like that. Uh, if it doesn't predate oh, this yeah. construction, then you're like, whatever. But they maybe they were burying it into the dirt floor. Who knows if they had a dirt I floor think or not? So, I don't think that all of them predate the construction. It's a pretty wide range. It's been a while since I've seen the documentary. I don't think his theory is like, whoa, that's ridiculous. Throw it out. And it's interesting to think about. Um, but I think the other theories are just as legitimate. But, you know, uh, and then again, maybe it was both. Maybe they used it as an astronomical calendar and it had a roof. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, theory, though. You know, people it's line such things such a up. mystery. That's why I love Stonehenge. It's su such a mystery. Nobody well, knows exactly end, if, how if, or if, why if, it was there. If you think about it, people are going to build structures that line up to things. That's what we do. We we, we, mm -hmm. we build our houses next to each other. We line them up. You know, we have roads that we look at, and we line things up to the road. We do that, okay? So what did we have back yeah. in the day? We may not have a bunch of roads or anything, but we have the stars. We have the sunrise. Yeah. We have the sunset. So we're going to line it up. So if it lines up, perfect. We might build a structure over that. Who knows? You know, it's just a matter of not knowing what it is but it's also a matter of uh, looking at human nature and human nature is we kind of line things up we have this kind of notion that uh well uh, we have we, to line we, things up we in, do in, line in things. things up but there's a lot of evidence i think that stonehenge had some sort of religious significance where <clears throat> when you look at woodhenge which is close to stonehenge most of the bones are animal bones and it looks like feasting was done there but then woodhenge doesn't have the feasting bones i think it's got like people buried there so there's a neat theory because this was popular in an african culture that stonehenge was for the dead and woodhenge was for the living i think it's interesting to look at how our spiritual beliefs used to be how they've changed how they've become different for better or for worse because the way we view death and the way we view divinity <clears throat> tells us something very much tells us something about who we are as a people you know what's important to the gods that they were worshiping back then europeans who were great explorers for example like the vikings would worship someone like odin who was a god of knowledge and exploration and you saw that exploration was important to them. And, you know, another culture may worship fertility gods. And what does that say about the culture that they came from? I think the gods they worship say a lot about the culture they came from. Uh, then who who was the big Christian guy in the Roman Emperor, Empire? What was his name? Uh, Started shoot. with a C. It wasn't Constantine. Yeah, but it was. He was 
It was, was Constantine. It Constantine. Pretty sure it was. He's the Maybe one that brought. He's the one that brought Christianity to the uh, Roman Empire. Right. All right. And Constantine brought Christianity, was which was this like all powerful god that could do pretty much anything it wanted to. And Constantine was very much an all powerful man who wanted to be able to rule the world and do whatever he wanted, the right thing in his opinion, obviously. But. He, he, all of these religions say something about what was important to the people living in those times. And to know what we thought was important back in the Stonehenge days could really tell us something about our past and let us learn from that what used to be important to us. Is it more, less important to us, or what? So I'd love to know more about Stonehenge if it was possible. Because our past is so much a part of what we've become today. I agree. That's a little ranty. <laughs> so, speaking of gods, let's look at a modern day god. Disney's one billion bet on magical <laughs> wristbands. Yes, Disney oh, is god, the modern god. So stupid. Yeah. Well, if you well, want to... there's actually a lot of truth to that too. So, if you want to imagine how the world will look just after a few years, once our cell phones become the keeper of both our money and identity, skip Silicon Valley and book book a ticket to Orlando. Go to Disney World. Then reserve a meal at a restaurant called Be Our Guest using a Disney World app to order your food in advance. The restaurant lies beyond a gate of huge fiberglass boulders painstakingly airbrushed to look like crumbling remnants of the past. Crossing a cartoon draw like or cartoon like draw bridge, you see the parpets of a castle rising beyond a snow-dusted ridge, both rendered in miniature to appear far away. The gothic-styled entrance is teensy. Such a pint-sized intimacy, psychologically hacked invented by Walt Disney himself to make visitors feel larger than their everyday selves. It works. You feel like you're stepping across a page of history, but you know what? Blah, 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 blah. If you're wearing your Disney magic band and you've made a reservation, a host will greet you at the drawbridge and already know your name. Welcome, Mr. Tanner, I guess. She'll be followed by another smiling person. Sit anywhere you like. Neither will mention that. By some mysterious power, your food will find you. It's like magic, a woman says to her family as they sit. Creepy magic. Yeah. How do they find our table? The dining hall, inspired by Beauty and the Beast, features Baroque detail, but feels like a large, orderly cafeteria. The couple's young son flits around the table like a moth. After a few minutes, he settles into his chair without actually sitting down, as kids often do. Soon their food arrives exactly (laughs) as promised. Delivered by a smiling young man pushing an ornately carved serving cart that resembles a display case at an old museum. Basically, they can track you around because you're wearing this thing and it lets them yeah. know where you are and if you've ordered I before, will point it's coming out, to you. This article was an advertisement for the band. It wasn't talking about it. It was advertising it. You don't go on and on about, oh, Disney's so cool, and look at these rocks, and look at this ornate card, and oh, the kid's having fun, if you're not paid to say that. Maybe I'm a cynic. But the Magic Band, I don't know. I guess it's cool, but it's a lot of this new technology. It's like, do we embrace it, or do we say this is super creepy? It's like, hey, Disney, we want to feel technology can make us feel magic, like there's some magic thing helping us in the world and that's cool and it is you get the google now card that tells you how far away you are from the restaurant you want to go i don't actually use the google now cards a lot i have them because i think they're interesting but my location is always off Uh, google now okay sometimes it pops up a story of like how do you fix this this computer problem and i was like whoa that's the problem i was having i know 
that it does it by looking at my other searches, but I'm like, that's really convenient. Part of me thinks, that's really convenient. Isn't it nice that technology anticipates my needs instead of waiting for me to ask? But on the other hand, it's kind of creepy. I'm, I'm torn between this creepy versus really useful thing. It's convenience versus invasiveness, and that's the problem we've been dealing with lately with our, you know, interconnected world. And like Google tracks everything you search; it it knows you. If you're signed in, it knows you. So they're not doing anything wrong, but it's totally creepy sometimes too. It is, but. It can be convenient, but if you have nothing to hide, you shouldn't fear anything, right? Oh, God, that's a horrible argument. <laughs> Maybe I just want some privacy because I want some privacy. Well, if you want to think about privacy, go, hey, give me uh, your bank information. you got nothing to hide, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got nothing to hide. Give me your credit card number. It's like, no, no, I keep that. Pri- what? What, you hiding something? You're doing yep. something illegal? Yep. Yeah. Obviously, in a secure environment like that, you want it. But yeah, you now, and I mean, I think it's very different when a company does this. I'm not saying Disney's doing something immoral versus the government because you give Disney the permission, you take the bracelet, you agree to use the bracelet. The government can't do this because you didn't agree to any of it. So let's make that distinction very clear. The problem lies, though, I can always opt out of this. You can. The problem lies in using this sort of thing and when you're trusting. Uh, Disney or you're trusting Google, the government can always come in and say, hey, we need that information. So, well, yes. yeah. Yeah. And you know, if it's the regular warrant process that they needed to search your house, I think that is most of the time with some very obvious abuses of power, but most of the time a, a, a decent process that works and i mean the um, use of power is that but they're the thing very is powerful it, they can do whatever they want really you yeah. you're, you're working within our government or you're in our country Ah, eh, well if you want to keep doing that you better listen to what we say well the the way there is such a thing as unreasonable search and seizures if they'd follow that rule and go through the proper channels to get their warrants i think they're usually okay the problem is these loopholes to skip the warrant process where they're just like national defense letter we don't have to get a warrant we just get your information well, and mean, it's if, if the government was there technology if the government was simply there to protect us and and make sure that we're doing okay you know enforcing uh contracts and the like fine yeah. but the problem is it's run by people and people are corruptible well yeah and yeah. power which is government corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely oh, so that's you true. know there, that's the problem with any type of government. Yeah. But taking it out of the government ring, do you want to give this information to uh, to a public company or not? Is I don't know. Some of it's really cool, but some of it just creeps me out. This one was more on the creeps me outside. But I'm never going to Disney World in all likelihood, and I haven't been, so it doesn't affect me. I've been there. It was then okay. again, neat to see that a company like Disney is really embracing technology. So there's the upshot. All right, so moving on to the next creepy story. <laughs> kind of, this I guess. Not that creepy. Oh, well, That's who knows? Meet Nod, the Bluetooth ring that wants to replace your mouse. 
a touch and there's a picture if you want to see it in the in the article uh, a touch based surface becomes increasingly common for how we control our various devices Nodlabs has introduced an interesting alternative controller where there, there's no surface at all the company on Tuesday unveiled Nod, that's N-O-D, a Bluetooth-enabled gesture control ring that lets you communicate with your devices without needing to reach out and touch them. Physically, Nod is a plain black ring. It ring. It's designed to be worn all day and waterproof, so you don't need to take it off. But you have to charge it anyway. Made mostly of matte, matte, matte black plastic with a stainless steel insert. It looks rather innocuous, if a bit chunky. The ring is meant to be worn around whichever digit feels most comfortable. For most people, this will be the index finger, allowing you to access the back of the ring with your thumb. When wearing Nod, what most people won't see is that the part of the inside of your hand doesn't look like a ring at all, but rather a bumped out flat surface. This is a home to this is home to a touch panel as well as two tactile buttons which give you some physical options in addition to gesture-based control. So how do the gestures work? I didn't get a chance to try it myself, but blah blah blah. It uses Bluetooth 4.0 LE and on-supported devices allow you to move the cursor around on screen by simply moving your hand. While the cursor itself moved somewhat jerkily, it actually looked relatively easy and fluid to control. Think Minority Report. It's designed to ignore the average shake of the hand, so when your hand isn't in motion, the cursor remains completely stationary. In addition to standard motion, not also supports specific, gest specific gestures such as swiping and rotating. Nodlab claims the 32K DPI ring is precise enough to use even for hardcore gaming, but it's not. But I only saw a play <laughs> cut the rope. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not going to finish this because it just goes on. It's a ring. You put it on your finger and it works like a mouse. So like you move your hand, the cursor moves. I watched the video and it was pretty jerky. It, it looks like it would be hard to use even to do something like swipe typing. For a TV, it would be great. You know, like, a, I don't know, a TV that has big icons that you that you click on. I use my PlayStation to control my, like, Netflix and stuff. If it is compatible with that, it would totally work fine. You know, I just point my finger to Star Trek, and I click the button, I assume, to launch it. It's well, like $150, see, so it's I, not seen, worth it, but I've, I've it's a cool a, start. I've seen a person review it, and they say it will sometimes work, but most of the time you're going to be flailing about trying to get it to even notice that you're moving. Uh, oh, okay. It's it's a piece of crap right now. Maybe in the future it'll be something that you'll be able to use, but right now maybe it's the software, maybe it's the sensors, but it's really not up to snuff in at all from from what I've oh, seen. I, well, and it's possible there's just one bad review. I don't know if you read a multitude of them, but the thing is it if you're saying it's probably not up to snuff with reviews, I'll take your word for that. Even on the demo video where they are advertising it, so I'm watching a commercial for it, the mouse was jerkier than I would like. I would not be able to swipe type comfortably with it. Plus, I don't understand why it works with a phone, because if you're pointing your finger, you'll be swiping on the phone. Well, you but don't something like finger. a TV remote, 
you don't point, oh, you your, don't finger. point your finger. You kind of curl your finger you around and you just move it up and down and side to side, and then you click with your mm. thumb. It, it's supposed to recognize oh, okay. your movement. Well, on the commercial, I saw them pointing their finger, not out of necessity, probably, but out of it's a natural thing to do for me. If I say just needs to, I I point to things. Okay. Um, but even by the commercial. It's not quite there, and it sounds like by the reviews, it's not even close to there. I like where it's going. I think it could be interesting. Currently, no. In the future, also probably no. But with virtual reality, if you could move around screens that like pop up in front of you like Minority Report did, or even augmented reality, like that Microsoft augmented reality thing, I could see it working with those really well once the technology improves. Okay, so moving on to the next story that's going to make me mad. There's a, there was an arrest oh warrant issued for a Florida man who refused to get his son circumcised. Basically, oh god, I yeah. Did you read this one too? No, no, I I read a different one. Read this one. This one sounds even worse than the one I read. Well, basically, this guy and the mother of the child, they were never married, but before they had a child, uh, he signed a a parenting plan, which specified that the boy would be circumcised. But, you know, when that was coming about, he kind of just said, no. So, the state of Florida had a judge who reviewed it. And said, yep, we got to get the boy circumcised as part of this plan. You signed this thing. And he said, nope, not going to do it. And so he kind of hid out for a bit. And then they found him. And now the boy's oh, going to have I to get circumcised. Isn't the boy like four years old? Uh, yes, it is four. Okay. And if I remember correctly reading the article, because I think my wife showed it to me. Um, the boy is distressed. By the situation. He doesn't want to go through he's it. He's four. He's he's aware enough of his own body. Yeah. He, oh, come yeah. on. He no. knows it will hurt. If, if, if it was a baby, okay, I would so, be like, eh, I don't like circumcision, uh, but you I did sign like a it. contract, but this child is four right, years old. Right. That is my question. I understand the guy signed it. First of all, you, you, can, back out, you can back out of contract sometimes. Uh, I'm not... It's not usually okay, and there definitely needs to be consequences, but there should be a buyout option. On most contracts, there's a buyout option. <laughs> it depends on the contract, and I'm a huge supporter of contracts, so I'm not going to take it that angle. Yeah, he signed a contract, so he is obligated to do something, but the boy didn't sign the contract. I am not saying a four-year-old boy has the full rights of an adult. I'm not saying four-year-old children should be able to vote. What I am saying is a four-year-old child is not your property and it has some basic human rights, like the right to not have half his penis chopped off. The boy doesn't want this. His opinion actually really matters. If he is capable of vocalizing, you should sit him down and say, hey, we're going to cut part of your penis off. Is that okay? And if he says no, it is not okay. I'm sorry, but this parent's right to make this decision for his child is passed. The child has the right to refuse a, a medical procedure that has absolutely no benefits. If this was a life-saving surgery or something like that, something that would negatively impact his health if he didn't do it, no, you don't really want to hear the kid say, I don't want my teeth clean because it hurts. No, no, that's a medical reason you're doing that. This is cosmetic. 
This yep. is purely cosmetic, and the boy yep. has every right to say no. And you know what? If I was like, I want to pierce my daughter's ears, and she's four, but she keeps saying no, force her in the chair. That's not okay either. And I... <clears throat> uh, uh, and if I was like, I want to cut off my boy's pinky finger because it's weird and he's four, no one would do it. Circumcision is weird. I understand people do it. Okay. <clears throat> but he's four. Does he not have some right in this matter? He's four. <coughs> I'm done. I'm going to go die. <laughs> well, we have one more story here. It's at the very end. It's supposed to be Rofaxon's. He's the one that sent it to me because basically I did none of these stories this week. It was either Rofaxon sending me new stories or it was Detective Nine. So here we are. And it says the FAA says you can't post drone videos on YouTube. I have no idea about this story. Uh, apparently, if you fly um, a drone... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think we're near the end, so I'll do the quick version. Uh, basically, the FAA says that you can fly drones and take videos if you're a hobbyist, but you cannot fly drones and take videos if you're doing it professionally. That's their word, professionally. And they've decided that if you have a YouTube video, since YouTube videos can be monetized, you can't post your drone footage because then it would be commercial use. And this particular guy, if I remember correctly, I think he has chosen to monetize his channel, but he has not made any money. Plus, monetizing a YouTube channel is very rarely if, I mean, sometimes it is, but very rarely something that you make a living off of. It's making a little extra money on your hobby. So if you're on YouTube, since the ads on YouTube are monetized, you can't fly, you can't post drone taken video because it's professional. I don't think that's the definition of professional. It's not professional footage if you throw it on YouTube. I mean, I'm not a professional video game player because I have an Agrarian Skies video on YouTube that's not making any money. So I could not put a drone video up on YouTube because then it's professional quality and it's got all these other regulations. This is stupid, FAA. Stop being stupid. And they've pretty much dropped the lawsuit, I think, because it's ridiculous and now they're re-reviewing it. But it technically, currently... You will be sent a letter to take your stuff down if you put a YouTube video of a drone flying around. Stupid. All right. And that was the last news story for the week. So, of course, we have to say, hey, Rofaxon, where can we find you online? Obviously, YouTube somewhere, right? <laughs> yep. Um, just search Rofaxon channel on YouTube. I am playing Agrarian Skies. Probably not this week, but all the old episodes are up and they come out weekly and i'll put something else up this week um pixel piracies is something up there uh battle block theater a little bit of dragon's nest a lot of indie games that i just like i throw up there or just regular games i like i throw up there so if you like video games check that out and um sloth and, if you like sloth and making horrible horrible puns also check that out and other than that, find me on Twitter at Rofaxon or in the Play Store, the Google Play Store. Once again, Rofaxon. All right, and I can be found as Lauren Law on Twitter and my anime list, but everywhere else I can be found as Kira Studios, for example, on Twitter, Tumblr, and Google+. 
Thank you for listening to today's show. We welcome to visit our site at curiousstudios.galaxy15radio.com where you can click on the donate tab at the top of the page to give us a boost of moral support. Also, if you have any feedback or news for the show, please send an email to curiousstudios at gmail.com. If you like our show, please subscribe, and just for funsies, let your friends and possibly family know of us by giving them copies of our shows. How, Rufaxon? Well, what you do is you write out the Cure Studio URL really big on the ground, and then you fly a drone over it and take the video and post it to YouTube, and the ensuing FAA regulation storm will create lots of press, and everyone will see our URL. Makes sense. All right. Well, the opening song was Black Runners by Spleen, which you can find on Jamindo.com. And today's closing song is Irish Jiggity by Synthetic Zen 201-30909K by Hawk Robinson. Lots of buys in that one, which can be found on SoundCloud.com. We leave you now to think about how the winners write history. 3524682 
Shaknagadavan, 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 Shaknagadavan,